This episode is brought to you by Push Messaging God's Urban Airship. They can be found at urbanairship.com and by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. Now, on to the show. everybody and welcome to untethered.tv i'm your host and founder rob woodbridge this episode has been 18 months maybe 24 months in the making i'm not even exaggerating here i'm not even lying we started this conversation in 2013 and i'm so thrilled to have our guest on today his name is david senior he's the co-founder of a company called and ceo of a company called lowdown and uh these guys i think are uh riding on something that is unbelievably important right now uh, this mix of uh, cloud services, of mobile services, and your life, and a little bit of artificial intelligence jammed in there to make your life and those services work much better in your day. And I'm going to let him come in and explain what Lowdown is, because it's far greater than what we I can do in this short time. But I welcome David to Untether.tv. Finally, man, finally! <laughs> Good to come and do this, Rob. It has been a long time in the making, but it has great been. to be here. Thank you for having me on, sir. Oh, you are quite welcome. It is a thrill to finally get to do this uh, in person. Where are you right now? I, I failed to ask you, where are you? Sure, in London, in southeast London, a place called East Dulwich. Southeast London. So uh, I really appreciate you. You uh, you know, it's probably late in the evening for you uh, in, in London. But my... My hope is that um, the uh, that our wait to do this is definitely worth it. And I want you to explain to people what Lowdown is. Sure. So in essence, Lowdown is a mobile-first business service that automates information for business meetings. So I guess the background of it is that myself and my co-founder, Michael, we were we had a mobile app consultancy business so we'd go and consult enterprise companies on mobile app strategy. And we were promoting our business and attending a lot of meetings. So each day, one or two meetings. For each meeting, as I'm a professional, or I, I used to be, <laughs> I'd, uh, I'm now running a startup. Uh, I used to work for Hewlett Packard. So since leaving Hewlett Packard, um, I, and we, what we'd do, we'd prepare for each meeting by f searching Google and searching apps. So I needed to know where it was, how to get there, what time to leave, what form of transport we were taking. So I'd search Google Maps. I'd like to know a bit more information about the people we were meeting. So I'd go to LinkedIn, maybe view people's Twitter profiles and other various online based database sources of people information. I'd also like to understand the company we were about to meet. So I'd search their website, look at their company Twitter feed, etc. And if we'd met the person before, I'd typically go through old emails and search and find out what we were speaking about. And we'd do, I'd do this for each and every meeting that Michael and I would attend. And it would take me at least an hour per meeting. So one day Michael turned to me and said, and Michael's background is in, he's consulting over a thousand different mobile apps. So he gets the mobile app world, two years consulting in devices, four years consulting enterprise and consumers in mobile apps. He turned to me and said, David, I can automate all that information in an instant and present it beautifully on a mobile device. And that was a light bulb. I thought, it's impossible. Can't do that. Surely not. So I, I, I spent some time researching the market. Technically, was it possible? 
And was there a demand for it in the market? I.e., are there business people that like to be prepared for meetings? The answer was a resounding yes. So we basically put our uh, mobile consultancy on the shelf called Spark 33 Limited, put that on the shelf. And July 2013, we formed Lowdown App Limited or founded Lowdown App Limited as an independent company to create this service that we knew people wanted. I find it amazing because we were talking when you were doing Spark and, and um, you know, I, I, I'm not one of those guys that prepares for anything. Oh, I come funny. into all my meetings absolutely yeah. flat. I have no idea who I'm meeting with quite often. I look up at my calendar in the morning. No, I'm just joking. But this is this is one of these things that, you know, that, that experience where the light goes off, right? Where you, you're fighting this this other battle, which is in the consultancy side. And then, uh, and you know, you are having these problems with the meetings. What was that like when the light goes off? Like, did, did you just immediately stop at that moment and think, okay, I'm done with this and then I'm on to this? Frankly, yes. I just I instantly knew that if we can save a person, because I like to, you know, it's all about being efficient and convenient. And if there's a faster, easier way to do something, something that you do daily and save a person an hour of something they do daily, surely there's a market for this. And the fact that um, we went from, so I used to run Hewlett Packard's consulting services practice for UK's comms, media and entertainment companies. And at the time, in 2012, the world went social, mobile, big data and apps. So the mega trends in technology and information had gone from infrastructure to social, mobile, cloud, big data. And I, we, I realized I was in the wrong place. And the fact that we can now use these, the access to this data in the cloud and automatically present it on a mobile device saving a person an hour, potentially a day, or those who don't like to prepare, it just gives them a little snapshot of information, Rob. You know, there are, I guess, half our customers now, we realize, probably don't prepare. They wing their meetings. So, you know, if we can give them a snapshot of information, at least they can focus on more human interactions during that meeting and less looking for data or, you know, searching Google, which is inane now when you don't need to in the context of a meeting. So does that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But why? Why? Um, you know, when you look back now in, in this whole process, um, was there was the, was the meeting the right choice? You, you know, there, there's probably a lot of place ways that you right. can apply this. But was the was the meetings were meetings the right choice to to attack sure. first? I guess time will tell. That's a, that's a really good point <laughs> because in it, so a year later, since forming the idea, we raised a, a first round. Yeah. Uh, we built the team, we built the product, we released in the UK early, got a thousand users using anonymous analytics, incorporate their feedback into the service. And what we've realized during the last year is we've now created an artificial intelligence engine on the back end and a beautifully created UI on the front end that can automatically present information, collate and present information faster than Google. The first use case we've chosen in kind of hindsight is business meetings, mm -hmm. but it's also applicable for social meetings, internal company meetings and other use case we haven't even considered yet. So business meetings were the first use case. So, so social meetings, for example, you're going to the theater with some friends. Um, if, when we build lowdown for social meetings, it will all, using the access to the calendar and knowing your location, it will automatically present you with how to get there, when to leave, who's going, information about the people, your tickets to the theatre, 
uh, say the lead actor in this theatre production sit that night, the understudy's in, because Lowdown accesses real-time internet-based information, it's always current. So that's just a, that's another use case we thought of subsequently that we could create to help people from habitually going to Google to search for information or in and out of loads of different apps to sort for information. We can present it all in one place, in one context, in, I guess, an old IT term that we use, um, which is a, it's a common facade. Mm -hmm. So you've got four modules, which you'll get used to using, which means you don't have to go to in or out of 10 different apps and different user experiences. You're used to one. So it's just bringing a lot of different tools and services and requirements into one service. But yeah, so it could be, there's use cases we potentially haven't even considered yet that Lowdown can be used for. But the fact that we can find information faster than search and faster than Google in a context, that's something that we've only just really come to realize as a business. Well, we mean, and that's that's the beauty of all of this is that, you know, the, the, mega, the big trend that we're also seeing around here is this obfuscation of Google, right? This right. this kind of hidden search piece, right? So Siri does it on iOS and and all right. of the voice uh, uh, recognition and uh, assistant software does it uh, on each platform, um, because we're, we are we're we're forever reliant on on Google, but mobile is a different beast because it has much more input, so that you can actually glean much more information based on it. Because we're very open on 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 mobile, right? We give permission to our calendar, we give permission to our contacts, and when you put the calendar and the contacts together in context, like a location, magic happens, doesn't it? And it, it seems like the logical thing to start, but there must mm. have been other offerings out there. And and so why why get into this business at this point? Because because we've you know because we've been uh, we both myself and Michael the co we've been really passionate about mobile and mobile apps. So mobile is the biggest explosion of information since the birth of the internet. Yep. You know everyone's got the, the world's information since the dawn of mankind with them accessible all day every day. So we need to kind of use that. Your mobile device knows more about you than you. It knows where you've been, where you're going, who you're seeing, when you're seeing, and all this. So we just need to use that understanding. So we through this passion and, and knowledge of apps, and we've you know I've looked at a lot of apps since they came out. Um, we've kind of we know what other apps and kind of competitive apps are capable of doing, and what we want to do is provide. So, I guess there's companies called Refresh, and there's a calendar app called Tempo, and there's other apps that do some smart stuff and some smart integration. But what we've realised they do is they use databases to, in the main, to access information. And what we know about databases is they're quickly out of date. Mm. And if you want to present information to a person, they need up-to-the-minute information. So Lowdown accesses real-time internet-based and social information and presents that to a user rather than tapping into a database. And some of these companies use third-party databases. So all and what we do, and so we don't store any any user's data. We store an algorithmic match that matches. Uh, an email address taken from a calendar with their social profile. And it's that algorithmic match is all we store. So if someone hacked our system, they can't find anything. We don't use a database storing people's information. So there's a whole security um, and privacy um, advantage I think we've got over these other services that we want to in some way put out to the market. We haven't done at the moment people don't tend to realize that when you access accept access to calendar contacts location 
we as a business can't see that it's locked in the device and some people we've had i think seven percent of our users don't allow access to those services we need to get the message across so on mobile we as a business can't see it can't see it so um yeah, they're not collect. You're yeah, not collecting or harvesting their information. You're just no. putting. You're putting pointers to it, and without yeah, without collecting guess, it. Yeah, the only thing we do kind of see is the LinkedIn login details. Sure. So name, first name, surname, address, location, job title. Yeah. Everything else is um, anonymous within our systems, so we know kind of what people do within the service if they tap the maps module or the people module, but it's anonymous analytics. Um, that's where I think we're doing some things differently. In a world where you've got Apple and Google fighting over, um, you are the product, you are not the product, who's the product, you know, every, I, pay, I get things for free realizing that I'm the product. Yep. And it's, you know, people are going down different avenues with that. Some people don't allow access to services, some do. It's, you know, it's individual choice. We've chosen the, we're free for 30 days as a service, then we're a small fee a month, a fiver a month. So you will never be the product with us. We will never advertise in our service to you. We will never sell your data to advertisers because you're paying us to survive to continue to provide a service to you as a user. That's an interesting... So, yeah, that's our differentiation from comp competition. You, yeah, because everybody else is free. Everybody else is free, right? Yeah, so, you know, the calendars free, are free. But why, why go this way? Like, why go with a paid, uh, a paid service? <laughs> yeah, that's quite easy to answer because we want to start a business. <laughs> it's the best and answer ever. Yeah, and when you want to start a business, you want to create a revenue stream yeah. to pay your employees. Yeah. I want to hire employees. I want to give people jobs. I want to create a business where people love what they're doing, do it with us. We enable them to work for us, loving what they do. They'll do a great job, and I want to pay them for that. How am I going to pay them? And in the UK, we don't have access to the, you know, the tens of millions of dollars that some startups get in right. the US with just a conceptual idea. We have to sell our business opportunity to investors based on a business opportunity, not a, we're going to give this app away for free until hopefully one day something, you know, might tick, take off and then we'll advertise to everyone. It's not, not the route we wanted to ever take. We so, want to start a business. So, I mean, that's what you talk about with this mobile first business service, right? So, so meetings are the first piece and it's, and that might cost you five, $5 a month, five pounds a month, whatever it might be. But, but I guess the goal is for you to continue to add new products onto this platform to be able to build out new uh, services for your for your customer base to expand. Yeah, entirely. And we wouldn't increase the price to them to deliver more services. Right. We need to get to a really small break even point where we're a small team. We've noticed our competitors have got 15, 18 to 25 engineers. There's five of us in our business. So we don't need a lot of income to continue building services for our our users. So um, we've got, a, you know, we've got a feature roadmap of a lot of different ideas that we can de develop for our users. But we're a user-led, tech-enabled business, so we're really delivering our first version to our community, finding out what it is they want. If they want Dropbox integration, we may do that. If they want to integrate into CRM or other services and systems, we may do that. Evernote, OneNote, you know, whatever. We'll ask our users what they want and build that for them next. Um, I think we have released uh, literally this week a new service, which was a feature. It is going to be or a feature idea in Lowdown, which is a one-tap way of notified, notifying attendees that you've arrived for a meeting. 
what we found was we're meeting attendees. So you go to a, a, an office block and you go up to reception and you note and you let them know you've arrived for a meeting. They call someone else in another reception. They call the attendee and say you've arrived. So there's a there's a tr load of people doing stuff that's unnecessary. Yep. So our users said we would like a really quick and easy way to notify the the host that we've arrived for this meeting. So we've created a service called Here, and it's globally available on the App Store today. And is it free? What a it's free. Okay. And what it does is it knows by access to your calendar when your meeting is, what time it's, it is, and where you are, and who the attendees are. And when you're in the vicinity of the meeting, it will give you a notification. You tap it, opens the app, you press one single dot circle in the middle, which is, says here on it, and the attend everyone in the meeting gets the notification that you've arrived. Yeah. That was a, it's a feature within Lowdown, but our users said we want this as an independent and standalone free app. So we've created it and released it this week. Why would you do that? Like just out of curiosity. So you know the like I love the concept of of building a business to start, right? So none of yeah. this uh, free until we decide that it's going to be paid, get a million users, try to convert as many as you can at five pounds or five dollars a month. But it kind of goes against that by by doing the effort and extracting this into a standalone app and going through that whole process and then offering it up for free, which may take people out of that five dollar uh, paid service. Right? If that's all they want, why give it to them without uh, letting them go and sign up for your service? Before I let David answer that question, I need to earn a little bit of revenue first. This episode is brought to you today in part by ThinkNear. Now, I should tell you that ThinkNear specializes in serving brick and mortar brands that want to leverage location more intelligently, but I thought it would be better to ask some of the people that are building ThinkNear to answer that very question. The voice you hear in the background is Lauren Hilberg. He's the president and GM of ThinkNear, and I sat down to ask him that very question. And here's what he had to say about it. Then, uh, Ellie, and, uh, Ellie Portnoy and John Hennigan uh, put together a company called ThinkNear. I'm John Hennigan. I'm the VP of Software Engineering for ThinkNear. I manage all the development and infrastructure and testing and all the technology at ThinkNear and all the data science initiatives. Now the company was formed when they came across one big glaring hole in the market and that was... We couldn't buy location targeted mobile inventory. That's when we decided that this is a problem that we can solve that we're having this, we talked to other people who are having this pain trying to buy this location targeted mobile inventory and we're like, let's go solve that problem. Soon after solving that problem, Telenav came a knocking. Uh, and as Telenav was trying to figure out how to grow out its advertising capability, uh, we, we came across the ThinkNear guys and it was very clear that their context and thoughts around location had an incredible synergy to what Telenav was trying to accomplish. And so that sort of really resulted in the acquisition that we made. So what about that name, ThinkNear? Where did that come yeah, from? Yeah, we had a really hard time naming the company. We had about three or four really bad names that we went through. And when we were first pitching investors, the only thing they could tell us was that our name was so bad and they couldn't hear the rest of our pitch because they just kept thinking about how bad our name was. We had two names. We started as RevMax. And then for some reason I can't explain, we ended up going with Relusions for about two months. And then finally, one of our one of the guys who ultimately invested in the company kind of took pity on us and he owned ThinkNear.com and he gave that to us and we just latched onto that. ThinkNear, the company that could have been called Relusions. And now back to David's answer. 
Sure, it's kind of interesting because over the last year or two, mobile services have started to get a little bit more on the simple side. So we've created a highly sophisticated, really complicated, value-driven business, yeah. which is you know, low down for meetings. It's highly complicated, delivers a lot of information and uses a lot of you know, artificial intelligence techniques to, to deliver this value. What's happened over the last year, the trend in mobile apps have gone onto the Yo side, yeah. the simple side. <laughs> yeah. Yo does one thing, and it got a million users in five days yeah. and a million dollars investment in seven. And it does one thing that's really simple and could be a bit stupid, one yeah. button. Then you've got other spin-off apps that have kind of taken the lead off that. So the trend in apps has gone um, the other way. When we've gone one way to build a highly sophisticated service, the trend's gone the other way in terms of raising awareness. So as part of a I guess a marketing raising awareness strategy. Let's build a really a value-driven simple service that's free that raises awareness of lowdown. Because once you look at download here, it delivers value. You'll maybe go to the app store, see what other apps that developers created, see, oh, they've done lowdown. I'll check that out as well. Ah, now this is a bit more serious. This is a you know highly sophisticated service. I'll give that a try. Hopefully we deliver value because we present information faster than search, and hopefully people enjoy it and get you know benefits from it to the point where they're happy to pay for it. So it's almost a marketing value-driven marketing strategy to raise awareness for lowdown. It's it's not a bad idea. So somewhere in in here in the app here, do you have an ability to kind of you know is there a marketing piece in there for lowdown? Not yet, no, not yet. We we don't, we haven't decided where that's going to go yet. At the moment, we'll just see where the market takes us. But um, it already, we've had some publicity for here. So the next web published an article about us yesterday, and they talked about lowdown. So here being a service that they believe was great, but it's lowdown that's the value. So. You know, the the press really, the pub the, the publicity story is about here. However, lowdown's got more um, clout, I guess, than here. So people are going to look at lowdown. I don't know, and that's just happened this week. So you know, this again, running a startup, you, things change all day, every day. You, you know, you don't know where you are from one minute to the next. All I know is, in the last six months, we've tried a lot of different channels and tactics to raise awareness for lowdown. We need to do things slightly differently. We've got capability in the team to create really beautiful looking value driven services. Let's do it and see what happens. Well, what have you done? Like, you know, this is, you got two questions around this, but, but you just brought it up. So like, this is, it is always a challenge. Like, especially because there are so many apps out there and so many similar apps in writing. Maybe the functions and the features are different, but when you are trying to make a decision across 10, 10 applications that are equal in, in, uh, in paragraph in writing, uh, but maybe not equal in features, um, uh, you know, differentiation and marketing is so hard to do. So what are some of the things that you've done over the last six months that has, uh, has led you down this path? Sure. I guess one of the earliest things is we kind of we've almost created a new category. There isn't any service on the App Store. This sounds ridiculous, but 1.2 million apps. There isn't one that is focused on automating information for meetings. <laughs> There's almost a category in some but we can't create a category, so yeah. that won't work. So we're a productivity solution, a productivity app. So what are the things we've done? So we one of the earliest one thing I would recommend for anyone that's um, a, 
created a new startup or a new product or a new service would to be to launch on startup lists like beta list um, there's a startup lister there's a number of different services available for you to announce your product or even a concept or a beta or an idea like product hunt or something like that exactly yeah, yeah. they yeah, the, yeah. Um, they're where you can raise awareness to get your early, few early users or at least to validate an MVP or your idea and your concept. So 100%, that would be the first thing to do to get your first... When would you do that? Like, users. you know, out of curiosity, did you wait until the product was baked before you did that? Or did you put it out there with a, with a, as an idea in hopes that right. it would spark? So when we had the idea, we went straight onto beta list. Okay. And we saw what the interest was in the concept as a landing page on beta list and because we got hundreds if not i think early a few thousand people interested in the idea that's another validation method we thought great we've got something let's go ahead and build it we also asked a lot of questions on quora and mosaic hub to kind of validate some thinking before we went off and set up the idea but i'd strongly recommend putting a start startup business product service whatever on as many of those sites as possible it's a great idea um and then we because so we managed to network our way into the likes of TechCrunch, the next web, to explain to them what we were doing. We had to differentiate our product over others to get them even interested in talking to us, let alone writing about us. And luckily, they've both written about us twice. How did you do and that? That's but how do you, how do you get? You, you know, one of the biggest challenges is is positioning properly, but also getting the contacts. Is it just persistence on your part? Yeah, the thing is, it's quite, it's being in London and we're based in Shoreditch and we were at Google Campus, it's relatively easy being where we are to network and ask other startups what they did. So the easiest thing to do is find another startup in your city or area that was published on TechCrunch or the next web, ask them how they did it, which is what I did. There was a guy called Rami from Narrato, really cool app at the time, it's like a diary service called Narrator, and I contacted Nari, I said, uh, Rami, sorry, and I said, how do you get your story up Did you know Tech him Club? before that? Um, I think I got introduced by someone else, but yeah. it's just a matter of networking, yeah. um, asking someone how they did it, introducing you to someone else. So we did that, and he said, let me introduce you to this guy who writes for TechCrunch. So he introduced me, he said to reply, I'm always interested in finding out about new businesses, and new services. I told him what we did, he said, a good concept. I'll write about you. So that's that was three months before we um, went live with the product. So for me, that's kind of one in the bag. He committed mm -hmm. to write for us. Fantastic. And then from there, it was easier to get other people to write about you because you'd already been published once. So, you know, Twitter's a really, really good place to go to find um, journal tech journalists and just ask them about, tell them about your business, you know, find a way to differentiate it and make it interesting. Ask them, would you mind talking to me about it? Briefing, there's a load of stuff on the internet about this. Mike uh, Butcher from TechCrunch, he's written blogs about how to approach him uh, with a startup idea with the, with the view of him writing about um, them. So yeah, yeah so, so I do a lot good of advice. that. Yep. So, um, but go ahead, like, like I think that, like, so you know, part of, part of what you're trying to do is validate this idea. And so you use all these services and you bounce it off of other founders, I would, I would assume. You go network and you say, this is what we're thinking of. Does that, does that hold weight as well, hold weight for them as well? But, but 
you know, when it comes to marketing it, um, let's continue that conversation around the, sure. the efforts that you've been doing over the last six months. Yeah, so, you know, it's always good to get your social channels set up, uh, yeah. but don't bank on them. You need to be super active over all of them all the time um, and have really good visuals and design. Luckily, my co-founder, Michael, is one of the world's, in my opinion, best designers and UX guys. So if you look at Lowdown or here on any digital form, website, etc., we kind of look professional, quite high end. So we're fortunate in that way. Um, so you've got to look good and be, look professional. Um so, so some of the initiatives, though, that you were you were doing that that you kind of abandoned, that you realized that you needed to to come back and and change up uh, the way that you did things around uh, around pushing the product out. You, you know, that's one of the things is to get media. The other thing is to also leverage your social channels. Um, and then obviously now you're you're into this uh, the the concept of well maybe if we give a free app away, people will fall back into lowdown. Um, hmm. So was there anything else that you could think of that, that, that you guys tried over the last six months that, that you're... Yeah. So, so just general advertising, like banner advertising, SEO. Um, Did those work? Did like banner no, advertisements? No. no. You need a what lot happened? of money. You need to, yeah. Well, to compete with any you know, software service, you need a lot of money to advertise to be found above the noise of the big corporates that are advertising their products and services right. digitally. So you need millions of pounds to raise awareness in any, you know, using outside like banner adverts, um, billboard adverts, TV, whatever, radio, social. I wouldn't spend a penny on any of them anymore. We tested small budgets out on all of them and it didn't really drive anything. We tried incentivized and non-incentivized advertising using a ad networks from an expert mobile app marketing company. For us, it may work for other services and app, but for us it didn't work. Um, so basically we tried everything that we could possibly think of and decided that the best way to promote and raise awareness now is growth hacking. And the best way to growth hack is to technically use your skill set internally to create services like here, hoping that, you know, that raises awareness from a viral perspective. So here will only work if you send, if, well, when you tap here, someone else gets a notification. So that's a viral method of raising awareness. So every time the here button's tapped, someone else will become aware of our service. And if it delivers value, then they'll tap it again and someone else will hear about it. And that person can download it for free. And if it delivers value, someone else, you know, and that's the way that we believe it's a kind of, it's called viral marketing. I don't like to use those terms because it just sounds like it's a bit contrived, but we're delivering a service to users. Hopefully that will help us raise awareness of both that service and lowdown. So that's sort of kind of the, the conclusion we came to after six, you know, nine months of real hardcore looking at this. A lot of my time's been taken up raising funds, but you know, my job is to raise money, raise awareness. My co-founder runs the development team and de designs and you know, keeps everything running that side. Um, so I've tried everything I think I could think of and it come boils down to Growth Hack It. Go to growthhackers.com, read every article on there, and work out what's best for you. That's my would be my recommendation. So great, yeah. But <laughs> is that where you got the advice? You know, as you're going through this process, because the, the advice that you what you've just described over the last six months of, or nine months of what you've done is every freaking consultant's best advice, 
right? It's exactly what, like, you know, there there is a layer of SEO that you have to do inside of search engines. You have to do it inside of the app store. You have to do all of these kind of things and keywords and great photos and great uh, screenshots. But they always say, it's said, go and advertise, get a banner ad, do these things, do these things. And, and uh, like, I hear that advice all the time. And, and is, do you hear that advice? Were you giving that advice? And now do you realize that, look, like this is, this is the, this is the way to do it today. Um, yeah, everyone, every, that's what everyone said to us. Every, do all these tactics, pay, you know, anything that comes with a cost associated with it. I, I'd, I'd probably not do it now. I'd but think people, pe were people telling it's, you to do that? Um, what are people telling us? I think we were hunting down experts in each area. So when we wanted to try out a new marketing channel tactic, we do a lot of searching. Ask our network. We've got a really strong network. And again, being in near Tech City and Silicon Roundabout, a lot of people that have got experience you can ask for advice. So we, I think we were asking the best in the business about each different tactic and channel. They were giving us advice. We were trying it out, and it wasn't working. So, for example, <laughs> I met a lot of different PR companies, and they all said, you should be on Bloomberg TV, David. They've got 3.8 million viewers, and they're your perfect audience. So I contacted the co-host of Bloomberg TV and said, we've got this business service, would you put me on? So I was live on Bloomberg TV for four minutes. Does it really, could it really save it you that do. much time? It could do. What's, it, what's the idea? Sure, so Lowdown is a mobile first business service that automates meeting information in the context of a business meeting. So people typically prepare for meetings by going to different web-based and mobile app services. And if you have three meetings a day, it can take an hour per meeting to prepare. What Lowdown does is automates that preparation in an instant and beautifully presents it so on a mobile service so stop, device. Saves me from About eight weeks ago, promoting Lowdown with visuals, with our video, and after the filming after live filming i went to our analytics zero website hits zero app installs every you know if i lined up a hundred pr people every single one of them would say you need to be on bloomberg oh my god nothing absolutely nothing but they get and the mark like because it's, it's like just shocking yeah but, but they get the mark because it's like okay we got a pr hit right uh, and it, it's a different measurement for them right yeah completely it's madness so i just you know for any startup that hasn't got a million pound in the bank or 10 million pounds worth of investment, yeah. then you have to growth hack your business. You have to, to have technical people do something that you know is inventive and unique and clear. It's really difficult because there's no mad, there's no answer, there's no oh. silver bullet. You just got to, you know. How did you come up with? How did you come up with with this concept? How did you know what to extract from from Lowdown, the Lowdown app, to make here? And and how was that conversation around? Yeah, so I, I, so I was meeting my co-founder before a meeting, and I arrived at the tube station, and he said he'd meet me at the tube station, and I got out of the tube station, and I looked around, I couldn't find him, so I said, where are you? And then I started to text him, going, where are you? Emailed him, where are you? So I tried Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, different messaging apps <laughs> and phone calls, so like, you know, I just need to get in touch with you, because we're going to be late for this meeting, and he said, I'm here. And then I thought, hang on a minute, there must be something in this and I told him about the idea and we share a lot of ideas he comes up with ideas I come up with ideas and normally we go no nah, it's rubbish it's rubbish it's rubbish but then he goes I think we've got something here which has become here where then we went and asked all of our lowdown so we had an in-app survey to all of our lowdown users 
Would you like a quick and easy way to notify the attendees of your arrival? 87% said yes. It was yes, no. Yes, no. 87% said yes. So we've got something. And the fact that you have to think about what the service does. It has to deliver value. But by using it, you inform someone else about the service. Then that, we, you know, it's a week old. So it might not work. I hope it does. Um, were you this optimistic about advertising? Were you this optimistic about Bloomberg? Yes. You were? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I, I've been optimistic about every single channel you can possibly think of. You're an That'll entrepreneur. Work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That'll work. And I'm generally quite positive of a person. That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. Oh, no, it hasn't worked. Oh, no, it hasn't worked. <laughs> and you've got to remain, you know, you've got, we, when I left Hewlett Packard, I went to a life coach and he put me through some exercises. And there's one called Strength Finders. Which is a it's two point It's a brilliant thing you go into as a person to find out what your strengths are yeah. and what your weaknesses are. See the idea concept being forget your weaknesses, focus on your strengths. Fortunately, one turns out to be positivity. <laughs> so you know, luckily, I've got this in me. That I can keep on like being okay. Let's try something else because I will not die until I will not stop until you know enough people. Uh, we get load into the hands of enough people to let them decide whether or not it's a valuable service. Right. You know, we've got 3,000 users at the moment through all the different techniques we've used. When you think about Flipboard, are currently getting 250,000 installs a day. Yeah. We've got to do something to raise awareness yeah, but to get some it's, it's a different service, downloading right? so, our idea. But Flipboard... And it Flipboard. might be a crap idea. Yeah, but Flipboard is one of those companies, right? And, and there are all these corner cases around the world. And I think that, um, you know, when I ran a company called Rove, uh, we had uh, 4,400 customers after seven years. 4,400 customers. Now, to me, that is an astounding number of customers. And when I talk to young entrepreneurs today and they say, oh, you know, we only got 10,000 downloads, I freak out. I say, you know, that's 10,000 people using your product. And, and um, you know, in Canada, where I am, in order to uh, reach a, you know, a, an elite level author in Canada, you have to sell 5,000 units, ship 5,000 units, right? So I, I like to put it in perspective that when, when, you're, when you're talking about those numbers, these are, in your instance, uh, for the most part, paying customers that are expecting a, cer a, a certain type of service from you. Um, and I would, I would love 100, I would love 10 clients 10 sponsors, uh, like I would take five sponsors on Ontario.tv and be very satisfied that I could build sure. a great experience for them, right? So it, it's a weird, it, it's scale. And, and Flipboard, yeah. it, you know, I, 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 I don't use that service anymore, right? There's no, a I thousand don't. better ones. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and that to me is not a useful service. And so, you know, and this is, right? So I think that there's a niche audience piece here that I'm, yeah, that, that's where I've, it's where I come from. But, um, but it sounds like with here, the concept that you've got is something that, you know, it, it's unique enough. It doesn't cost. It doesn't. How, how do you say this? It doesn't. It, it it's along the same lines. It's not a departure. You're not building a game to try to dra drive people in here. You're in the in the same vein as you want to be in, um, and it has that viral piece that that introduces it to new users. Am, am I am yeah. I off on this? Or I think that no, it, just... it sounds good. Yeah, it's just it's delivering value, trying to help do somewhat, trying to help a person. So we're all about um, providing information to people to make their lives easier and more efficient. And we just want to provide deliver services that are convenient for others to use and just little things that we can do to just try and help people 
digit with dig our, our awareness and knowledge of IT and information and digital and apps and mobile, using our expertise and experience and domain expertise to like just trying to help other people by taking away, you know, mundane activities yes. that you can aut automate, so you can focus on human, you know, the, the human interactions that two people have when they meet each other. Because we're we're currently at the socially awkward phase of technology, so we're all like that. We've all got our iPhones stuck to our faces all the time. You know, 50 years ago, computing was in a warehouse in the middle of nowhere, and then it was on everyone's desk at work. Then yep. it was in your home. Now it's in your pocket. <laughs> then it's going to be on your wrist. But currently, we're at the socially awkward stage. So if we can help people create more human interactions by automating mundane technological things like searching Google for stuff. Why, yeah. no, why are people searching Google? Like Siri is that example. So that's where the artificial intelligence comes into it. Siri's like Lowdown is the only other example of, of narrow AI other than Siri. Define that. IPhone. Define narrow AI. So narrow AI is a, so it's taking a, what a human would do over a period of time and transferring it to computer code that does it in an instant. So, for example, I as a person want to find out about Rob and Untether TV. What I'll do is I'll go to Google, I'll search for your name, then I might go to your LinkedIn account, then I might go to your website, and it's basically we know where people go for information because it's on the front page of Google. And rather than doing it as an individual, you can do it, you can automate that those steps yep. in an instant using technology. I guess what it is though, it's it's a non-sentient AI. So sentient AI is AI. That's like computer thinking for itself. Non-sentient AI is narrow AI. So it's technology it's like a, it's technology focused on one specific task. So Siri, you ask it a question, you get an answer. Lowdown, you want to get information automatically prepared for a business meeting. It does it for you instantly. It's like a folio. So yeah, it's just yeah. one specific task. That's narrow AI as opposed to, yeah. Just general AI. Full-blown yeah, yeah. AI, it, it, which is sentient. We're non-sentient. Yeah, and, and, and that that for me, really, when you when you bring in everything that we talk about here on Untethered.tv, everything that we talk about in mobile is that, that uh, people, places, media, kind of uh, aggregating together to form a story. And that story is in the place that you stand, and it has to be relevant to you at that moment. And that's right. to me the definition of narrow AI from from right. my perspective, right? Um, right. And 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 there are varying degrees of that because when I type something into a Google Maps or an Apple Maps or any map software, there's a destination in place, and I'm on the road and I'm going towards that place. And then uh, you know there are little segments of li literally little squares. Of, of narrow AI, right? I'm stopped at this corner. Uh, is there anything relevant for me to know about this corner at this moment? And and how does this corner and my you know my quest to that destination change as a result of what's going on right here? So time delays, right? And and those are the kind of things that that we start to take for granted. But I like the way that you do this. And 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 meetings are a point in time with with very specific people and a very specific location with a very specific subject. Hopefully, most of the time. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen before you attending. You know where you need. You know you know where the location is. Yep. You know the people you're going to meet. You know the company they work for, uh, and you don't have to search for that data because it's presented to you. But our, our element of narrow AI in the map function is you've got options in the map module, so you can um, walk, take transit, drive a car, or skate skateboard, which was it's basically like a fun thing to have in our service. 
but as you change your the, the the different methods of transport, what Lowdown does, it uses narrow AI to present to you the time it will take you to get to that location. So if it takes me 40 minutes to walk, 40 minutes to walk to that location, I can tap car, and rather than try and work out for myself how long it will take me in a car, it will. I'll look at my phone; it will give me the answer. And in Does London, it's you, you can walk there in 40 minutes or drive there in two hours, right? Yes, <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite. Right? Exactly, <laughs> I love it. All right, I've got to ask. I mean, so it sounds like this has been a. Um, a time for you, a year of lessons. Is that is that a, an appropriate way of putting it? Yeah, it's an understatement, Rob. It really is. Is there anything that sticks out for you that that uh, either great lessons? I know you're a positive guy, or things that you, you you said like I'll never pay for advertising or banner ads to help promote an application. Are there other big nuggets like that? These big lessons that you've learned over this past year that you would either do again or never on your life do again. I guess there's. There's a lot of the, the, the typical ones. Yes. Um, what I would suggest is that people have a lot of opinions and you've got to treat some of them with an element of, uh, you know more about your business than anyone else. Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. They just want to give you that opinion. So sometimes it's best not to listen to anyone. <laughs> it's really bad. Is but, that is know, advice there not to ask advice at some point as well? Like. I think you can ask for advice, but the, so it's weird. Again, in hindsight, we are, I asked experts for advice, and they were wrong. I, I think I, it's, I think we should know more about our business than anyone else. We care more about it than anyone else. So when you ask someone else for advice, they're just letting you know based on their experience what they think we should do. But but how would you hindsight. ask? How would you ask for advice? Like it, it, this is interesting because. There's two different levels. Like there's validation of an idea, right? When we were talking before we actually started recording, there's dream yeah. destroyers, right? Yeah. And then then there are people who we know very well who who will say, okay, now that you've got that idea, I'm not going to make judgment on that idea. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you promote it. I'm going to help you figure out a way to get it in front of people's, you know, in front of people or in front of uh, uh, clients. Like I think there's two different types of advice that you can ask from people. Is that right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think networking and asking specifically, can you introduce me to that person? Yeah, that's that's a fair piece of advice. You'll get the right answer. Yeah. But we, so what? You know, I'd, we'd never promoted an app to consumers before, so we needed to learn quickly. How how to do that and we asked you know probably a hundred different people and in hindsight I don't think any of them have been correct oh, that sucks. Like, it sounds, sounds ridiculous but so but so I think trust your own judgment yeah um, and raise more money than you could possibly imagine <laughs> so well that's an old adage just always have more you need more money more money more money and, you you do. More. and it always takes longer uh, especially with development on iOS um, we've got a highly sophisticated, complex service using narrow AI. But if I ask the team from day one how long it will take, they'll say three to six months. Double you know, nine months later, yeah. you're still bug fixing. I'm going, guys, you know, what's going on here? Um, so everything takes longer and you need more money. You know, I always say, David, it's funny because um, I, we're, in, we're in Celsius, right? Not Fahrenheit. And, uh, right. and the way that you calculate very quickly Fahrenheit is double it and add 30. Right, yes. so double the temperature and add thirty. That's that's the yeah, and then approximation. Off. Yeah, so when I think of development cycles, I always do that. I double it and add thirty. That's exactly why? what I do. Why can't developers estimate more accurately? Well, what I, is that? 
Why can't they tell me? Why can't they do that and tell me that? Why can't they double it and add thirty? And because they'll be, that? they'll still be. They'll be a week, and then three weeks later, it's still going on. <laughs> I, it, it, I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's. They're optimistic that yeah. you know, maybe far more optimistic. But you know, ultimately, you know, it, it it's going to come down to um, releasing something, and and it sounds like you know over this over these twelve months that you've been doing that, you've been releasing iterations of the product, and then you know where there's a not a minimum viable product because that kind of has a connotation that it's not it's not pay, nobody's going to pay for it. But you guys what? from the get go have built a product that people would pay for. Yes. So the expectations are much higher because yes. you're fixing a price, right? Yes. And that's about, what we we went. Yeah, we went against common advice, the lean lean approach. Lean uh, doesn't didn't take work. That. Lean yeah. is shit. Right, you know? thank you. I, I have never subscribed to this whole garbage about lean product methodology because, no. I, you know, not only do you set expectations for your developers, your sales, your marketing, your efforts, uh, you know in the back of your head when you're trying to out there get five bucks, five pounds from somebody that it's not worth it, right? Like I, I, I've never understood this. Is that and people always say minimum viable product, and I say the minimum viable product is one that somebody will pay for. So until yeah. you get that right, why would you put something out that has a bad user experience or limited right. user experience? Right, exactly, and that's my that's Michael's um, uh, concept from Correct. day one. Because I was pushing him to release early. We've got to get this out. Get this out. He go no, 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 no. It's not a complete service yet, and no one will pay for it. And we'll drive people away because it won't be at the level it needs to be. You have one shot in mobile. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that sounds, a, that's a good that's good advice right there. Way <laughs> to go! You took some good advice. Yeah, uh, that's from my co-founder. Like, if I can't take advice from him, I can't take it from anyone. Yeah, turn around, walk away. Exactly. If you can't listen to your co-founder, uh, you know it, it's fascinating to hear that because I, you know, when when you start to think about all of the stuff and even through Untether, I mean, I have fi over five hundred and thirty episodes of of talking to entrepreneurs wow. online. It's it's an insane amount of of, of information. Um, and and to to a T, each one kind of has tried a bunch of different things. Some have taken advice. Sometimes it's worked, and maybe it's early on in early days things like that would work. Yeah. But but today it's it, it requires that that different mental approach when you're trying to get your product into somebody's hands because it's so competitive out there. Yeah, I think you know from those five hundred odd. Surely there's a book in there somewhere and there's some analytics that can be done and some stats and some useful information that people would benefit from getting that information, you know, consolidated. It's instead uh, of listening and watching them all. Yes. yes. <laughs> there, there is that a book in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's a magic formula. No. I just don't. It's just people are random. There's seven billion people on the planet. We're all completely different. So there isn't a try that that will work. You know, there's the, the like the Hotmail. What worked for Hotmail and Dropbox isn't going to work for every business. The you know, P.S. I love you at the bottom of Hotmail. There's only been ever one Hotmail, so that's not good advice. Do that because that's done. Yeah. And Dropbox with you know, give the stuff to your friend. You know, it's, refer a friend. You know, there's I don't know. But that's I, been I, done. I, Think of things different, new. Come up with new ideas, and and I think that uh, you know the the concepts that you're talking about here is this is that is what they're talking about growth hacking. These they they may be the originators. It just doesn't mean duplicate, right? And and what yeah. they did with Mailbox. Remember the Mailbox app where they had you yeah. downloaded the app and then it gave you a number and it. it I mean it was. That was that was unique. Now everybody stop doing it, please, because it's not unique anymore. Yeah. And it just pisses people off, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I'm what? Yeah. I'm 900th Four. in line. 
come on. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Give but, me it now. But that was a, that was unique at the time, and I think that that was exactly. a perfect example of That's, keeping engaged. Yeah, it's that. So it's basically the formula is do two or three things that are unique that people haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. So with Dropbox, with a mailbox, it was that queuing system. Yep. It was also the swipe. The swipe had not been seen on mobile, mm -hmm. on iOS at the time. So, oh, I can swipe stuff like yep. in, in an app. That's interesting. Now it's part of the and, OS. And, yeah. Yeah. And then they, and it looked really nice. And the colors and, you know, the UX and the look and feel of it were good. So those three things create a success. Try and replicate that won't work. You have to do things differently um, to stand out. Because otherwise, things become, you become desensitized. It's like advertising, you're walking around the streets, you don't see adverts, I don't look see them, because I'm desensitized by them. So if I put an advert on the back of a bus, no one looks at the back of buses, sees an app and go, oh, I'm going to download that. It's ridiculous. Like 3.8 million people didn't watch Bloomberg TV and go, I'm going to download that app, because it's a passive medium where everyone sits and watches telly. They don't go, oh, that's a, that, you know, I'm going to act on seeing that. Yeah. It's not, it's a passive medium. So... You know, I know. Try, try, but try things as well. Everyone needs to try new stuff. See what works. I, I, work I just got back from New York City, and it was the same thing. Is that you walk down through Times Square, and uh, you don't notice it. Like you, you can you just name don't... one bill? Yeah, can you name one billboard on that on the middle of time? Like Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. I can't name. I don't know what one company is. It's no. Flashing lights in Piccadilly Circus. It's right. All I know is that I left with a headache. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I think that those are that's that's uh, that's some good advice. Is the, is the, this concept of, of just trying something a little bit differently and and, and not listening. Right. Listen to your gut, and and I think that's yeah. that's one of the biggest keys uh, of yeah. all of this. Is listen yeah. listen to your gut. Some someone I do recommend as well yeah. is Seth Godin. I think yeah. Seth Godin is one of the best world's leading marketeers, and he's all about being remarkable and going to the edges and be a bit weird and and approach the fringes and talks about the long tail and a lot of Seth Godin stuff is really really clever and it just helps a person think very differently about doing something differently um, because doing something someone else has done isn't going to work for you. So don't try it. You know, it's funny, and Seth also practices that, right? So his blog posts are sometimes a paragraph long, right? And and yeah, uh, exactly. because he, he understands, it's it, you yeah. don't you don't need to be like everybody else doing yeah. these long form ep, uh, podcasts. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do all of these things that everybody else is doing. You got to come up with a unique way of doing it. I, yeah. I mean, I have a million other questions, but what I'd love to do is. Um, Wait, I have one question, last question, and then I, I'm going to have you back on, David. Not, not, and we're going to do it because I'm, I'm interested to just know what happens with here and the impact it has on, on the downloads and installs and, and, and install base and paying base of a lowdown, the lowdown app. Um, when do you, how long do you give here the opportunity to be the lead gen for you? When do you know that it's working, or when do you know that it's not working? Yeah, so I think there's a there's um Andrew Chen, I think his name is. There's yep. a blog by an American guy who who's created a formula for a viral share, and it's N one dot I'm not sure exactly what the formula is, but there's a formula. So because we've got anonymous analytics, we know the number of users, mm -hmm. and we know the number of times they tap here. So in a month, let's say a thousand users have tapped here um, five thousand times. Mm -hmm we gain 10,000 new users, then there's a metric that we can scale. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a mathematical equation that we can um, then know that that's, uh, that's, it's working. It's, go, it's basically, it's going, it's growing. It's a growth method of explosion. So 
and then it can it could go exponential. So it'll keep growing to a point where it explodes. Do you do you market? Do you turn all your marketing efforts now to here? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's become its own beast. Um, yeah. Because yeah, we've got a bit of cash left over from our last marketing spend with the marketing agency that kind of didn't really work very well for lowdown. We're now going to point to here. So of a five grand budget, we've got fifteen hundred pound left. So we're going to see what that £1,500 does in terms of an incentivized in install for here. So we'll try that. But I, uh, otherwise, um, we're going to be concentrating as a business on thinking about what other t here type things we can do. So more apps, more, more of these quick, single... Yeah, yeah that's services. what I feel. I yeah. think Michael and I are still debating it, but I, I it. think we could do a where using our, the map function within Lowdown because the development already exists. It's a, you know, it's a really highly complex AI mapping service that kind of gives you better information than Google Maps and Apple Maps because yeah. it has more information within it. So spinning that out with an extension because iOS 8 now has extensions yeah. within apps. Yeah. So you can go from the Where app back into Lowdown or from here back into Lowdown. So doing satellite periphery free services that all drive value and drive users back into lowdown, which is a small monthly fee, enabling us to do more value-added services. That's where I think we should focus on, rather than spending money on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn ads, or incentivizing and non-incentivized ads to gamers who don't give a monkey's about a business service, or um, you know, or have a LinkedIn account or anything like that, or PR, or you know, back of a bus billboards, or there's so many different things you can spend too much time with stunts yeah. you know i say to the guys throw me off the shard you know the tallest building in europe with a banner of lowdown i'll do that to promote the business as a stunt as i do whatever it takes you know, as my last as my shard. last stunt i will do <laughs> that will be it exactly i'll do that try that but no i think we should focus on this growth hack having tried every different tactic PR, marketing, social, we'll still be active on social because that's a way to communicate and engage with our users and our community. And that's fantastic. But, that's a conversation. You know, that's not marketing. That's a conversation, yeah. right? I always look yeah, at that. Yeah, we, just, yeah, we want to keep people around. We've actually got quite an interesting system built into Lowdown called HelpShift, which is like a mess. It's like WhatsApp within Lowdown. Mm -hmm. So you can message us and we can reply really quickly in Lowdown as a help service. That's great. So people can use that as well. David, yeah. there's, there's so much, man. Like, uh, you know, and I feel like we've only scraped the surface about it, and, and we spent almost an hour together on this. And so I, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait 30 or 60 days to the point where you feel that you are ready to make a decision about what it is going on with here, and maybe the launch of a next little. Um, you know, I, I think of these as little uh, planets in orbit around the main app, right? And and I think there's a little ecosystem that you build, um, and it becomes a funnel. And I'm very interested to see if this works. And I would love to be able to document this as you go through. So, will you agree to come back on? Absolutely, Rob. It'd be my pleasure. It's been right. fantastic. Where can we, we send people? Actually, Go ahead. Just one more thing. Sorry, yeah. one more thing. Because we've, um, we, because I think here could be more interesting than we thought. Because what comes turns into a really, sim really simple intelligent service where you have one tap, notify people you've arrived for scheduled meetings. Yeah. We've come up with a lot of other features for it now. So in two weeks, we've got an, an, a redesign, a rebranding. And some really, we, we think, are clever features that could turn here into something a lot bigger. God, <laughs> like, geez. You see, but, this is the challenge. In two weeks' time, 
but this is the this is the challenge, right? Where where you you start with something small, which is a feed, and then it it too can become a product unto itself, right? When you get an install base, but then you do you forget that you've got an install base of paying customers no. over here, right? And that's no, no, it's no, always no, first and foremost. Product. That's absolutely fundamental. Yeah. Look after the paying customers. Yeah. Absolutely fundamental. Yeah. Well, I, look I'm, after every customer. I'm it's so... easy to do it with digital technology to look after all your customers. It yeah. really is. We've got a team that's amazing that can really, you know, we want to, I, I spent, you know, a lot of relationships with customers, what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I am so I, I, I have to watch this unfold, if you don't mind, David. I'm cool. gonna, I, and I'm not not from the sidelines. I, I, so as you're going through this, it would be great to get updates on you. So I'm going to be following up. Definitely. Sounds good. Cool. Have you installed it yeah, here yet? I have. <laughs> I've just downloaded. So here we go. <laughs> Work. I got an email from somebody saying I'm here, right? For a meeting that I wasn't part of, but at least it, I got an email just this morning. So yeah. it, it's reaching Canada. How's that? You're infiltrating Canada. Um, where do we send people for all of this? Where should, where's the, the place that we should that people should be remembering right now to go and get more information? Sure. So go to the App Store. Search for here. Okay. Go to the App Store. Search for Lowdown. And you can see both services. You know, we've got websites. We've got we're all over social media. So, lowdown app here, lowdown apps, lowdown app limited. Uh, you, can, we can, you can just find us wherever. But the, at the moment, we're iOS only. Here's going to be on Android in two months. But currently, iOS App Store. If you search for here, we've number four in search already, which is amazing. There's yeah. literally there's probably ten thousand apps on the App Store with the word here in their title. We're fourth when you search for here. How did you do that? Magic. Just pure magic. Yeah. Just like no, no, no. pure luck. Pure luck. <laughs> and that's typically what I what I hear out of this. So uh, now now you've opened up another question for me. This is never going to end, but I have to know why bring here to Android if you don't have an Android version of Lowdown. Right. Again, because a lot of people would are going to get the emails about here, and we don't want to create any frustration in the market. So I get this email from someone, but I've got an Android device, and 80% of the population have got Android. It's like, I can't, you know, it's a, I can't use it. So there's the Steve Jobs method of showing an amazing service like the iPhone and then hiding it, saying you're not going to have it for, you know, for six months, as he did with the original iPhone. Yeah. And the Apple Watch, Apple Watch, here it is. You're not going to have it for six months. So it'd be us for, here's here, but you can't have it for two months. I'm sorry, because we need to build it for you. Mr. Android customers. But look, again, does that take does that take you down this path that takes you away from the principle, which is your business that's generating business, generating revenue, right? Yeah, I think it doesn't take us anywhere. It take it drives people towards us. Okay, I, that, it's pulling people in. I think it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not detracting us. But from you're not going to be able to convert them, right? So, like the whole goal of here is to be able to convert them from the from here into lowdown. And then, so you know, ultimately, does that does that detract by spending resources, valuable engineering resources? Yeah. Do you know what, Rob? Do you know what? If we get a million users, yeah, using here, yeah, I think it, I would be able to get some investment from VCs to invest in us as a business, yeah, to create other free services that are satellites around the core proposition, which is lowdown. Yeah. It's, it's I don't so know. Interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Well, this is why. So I'm going to stop asking questions because every time I do this, it, it extends the episode. 
um, go to lowdownapp.co. Go look for Lowdown. Go look for here in the uh, in iOS and and give it give it a spin. And then let me know what you think. And then I'm going to follow up with David in 30 or 60 days. We're going to see how things are going. I want to know how here is going. He'll, maybe he'll disclose some numbers. Maybe he won't. But I'll get a nod or a you know a wink if things are going well. Uh, and I'll be sure to bring that here, David. I thank you for doing this. I really I really appreciate. It. You've been so honest, man. I love the fact that you've been so honest. And this has been such a long time in the making. I'm glad we finally got this done. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. David Senior, the co-founder and CEO of Lowdown. Go to lowdownapp.co or do a search in the App Store for Lowdown or here. You guys out there, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, well, send me where you are. Use here to do it. Um, Thank you for coming back day in and day out to Untether.tv. I really, really, really appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Keep the feedback coming at Rob at Untether.tv. We'll see you next time on Untether.tv. Thanks, David. Thank you.